Footy and Frothies, uh, round 20 preview show. Cracking round coming up. Uh, plenty to discuss. Barney, Ollie, Daggy with you to go through all of it. And first of all, we're going to kick off with our tipping comp, the PCTC. What have we got, Barney? I hope you've made notes because I certainly have. Yes, I have. Polar Bears retaking the lead on 114 points. Irish Tony on 113. Jamie Keith on 111. You got five others on 109. And then to round out the top 10, we've got somebody on 108 points. Myself's on 102 in 28th position. And the Dags is on 101 points in 30th position. <laughs> so we're no hope. Um, but maybe we, we should get Polar Bear on one time and <laughs> get his uh, tips. Well, he know. <laughs> we will, though. Uh, actually, I'll speak to you. Good guy, Polar Bear, actually. Yeah, no. Um, they're all good guys. We, uh, we can do that. Um, super coach. Barn, what are the takeaways this week? Another big week for the Dag stuff. Second top score this week, though, because Shano picked him yeah, with 1,543 points. Ziagostino with 1,515. We've got a couple of blokes pushing 1,500 points each week. It's <laughs> pretty good going. Um, Dale actually beat Fishmonger, who was the belt holder for this week. So now he's... Um, he's handed the belt over to Dale, who I play this week, actually. So I have a chance of... <laughs> Grabbing the belt, even though Damn. I've been pretty bad for half the year. But what do you do? Daggy on 26 points. Callan on 26 points. Um, Toto and Gavin on 24 points. Three other people on 22. Two on 18. Rounds out your top uh, top nine players. And then I'm in 15th position on 14 points. Daggy this week is actually playing Shane, who had the top score this week. So that could be an interesting matchup. That's first versus eight. Yeah. And I'm playing Dale, so that's 15th versus 19th for the weekly belt. So whoever wins it could get towed up the week after. Yeah, well, I'm uh, 1,700th in the whole competition. Uh, top top 1%. Good. So going all right. Just team value so currently So three four. hours you spend on the toilet every week looking at your super coach. <laughs> uh, team value 14,352,000, whatever it is. Um, yeah, nice. Now... Questions then, because uh, I'll throw them at you, uh, my alleged Well, I've got expert. Luke Thompson and James Fisher-Harris in my team. So That's my question. <laughs> and an Brian Tuo? And not? Brian Tuo, yes. So where are you going? Are you How many trades you got left and what's your plan? I've got five left. Um, I've got Paulo on my bench in the front row, so he'll come in for one in, to one of those positions. Um, I'm probably only going to try and make the one trade this week just to keep a couple through for injury and suspension going forward. The big question is obviously which one, whether I go Fisher-Harris or Luke Thompson. Thompson's definite for three weeks. Um, I think Fish is looking at four weeks, isn't uh, it? By the four, time he goes out of the bubble and comes back. And he's worth a little bit more than Thompson at the moment. So I dare say Fisher-Harris will probably be the one to go, make way for a front rower to come in. Um, or... Everything points to Payne Haas, realistically, um, who I don't have in my side, which is probably the reason why I haven't been going so good for most of the year, even though I talked him up before the comp started and he was going to be one of my first picks and I didn't end up doing it. But I dare say he'll come into my front row and um, I'll just have to probably cover To'o for a week or two. He'll end up, I'll end up selling him because he's out for the rest of the year, which is super yeah. coach, um, which is the time the super coach ends at finals time. So... I'm going to have to get rid of him, whether it, I might even buy the bullet and just make the two trades this week and then try and not make another change for the rest of the year. But I might just go one and one over the next who two you got, weeks. Who's, so. your, who's, your, 
who is your CT dubs right Progress. now? Who are my CT dubs at the moment? I have Jack Bird in there as a second row slash centre. Uh, I've just moved Kate World down there as well, who's on the bench. So he's probably the person who'll take two spot at the moment. I have Nico Hines and who's another? I've got Laurie in there. Opacek, who I wanted to sell weeks ago and didn't and should have. And there's one other guy that was going okay. Who Who's that? But, yeah, that's basically my centre wings at the moment. What have you got in there? So I have made the decision this week, um, as of tonight, I will change my mind four times going forward, that um, yes. I'm going to use my last two trades this week. Uh, two O's going, because I also have uh, AJ still sitting on a bench. So two O's going... Um, I'm bringing, okay. I'm just bringing Tyrell Sloan because I've I do have one Achilles and that's my AE my AE or uh, auto emergency, yep, um, which is Tuki Simpkins and I can't get rid of him okay. so I do have one potential Achilles but the only <laughs> I don't sound arrogant but I'm arrogant who cares uh, the only one I'm going to beat is by freak performances so I bought in the freak um, I upgraded uh, Jackson to Pine to David Fafita. Um, so yep. my back row is now Fafita, Crichton, Hawirinaira, Olakatau, and Murray. So I can choose between them. Obviously, injury is <laughs> a concern, um, but I have um, I sat out Olakata- I sat out Hawirinaira last week, and I sat out. Um, who else did I sit out last week? Someone else. Hawirinaira last week. Um, so I've got I've got injuries covered now. Um, I do I do still have Fisher Harris in my squad. But I've got Papa here and Haas at the front. Uh, I've got Marnie and Smith as hookers. Uh, I mentioned my backer. I've got Hughes and Cherry Evans. The only way I was saving this was um, I was going to maybe save for Cleary, but if DCE is going to keep putting in performances, that's fine. Uh, I've got Dewey yeah. and Walker at my 5.8s. Hines, Graham, Marzu, Laurie, Johnson, Sloan as my CT dubs. And Tommy and Latrell at my fullback. So uh, if I do say so myself, I'm pretty happy with my team. Yeah, you're pretty well sorted there. So I do um, have I do have injury and selection cover, I suppose. Yeah, right. I don't really. The other one I had in the in my centre wings was uh, Molitano, and yeah, he's been averaging about fifty on his good days. He gets up near a hundred. So yeah. Um, and Jason Saab, who's been a pot player week. So yeah. Now, well, I dare I, say I'll probably sell to O. Move him to fullback and then replace him with someone like your Latrells or you can't really touch Ponger at the moment the way Newcastle are going. But um, no. yeah, someone like your like a Latrell or even a Teddy, and um, you got AJ move Laurie back into the centre wing. So no, I was getting, well, AJ, Alex Johnson or Brinson? yeah, Alex Johnson. I don't have either. But no. Yeah, well, no, I don't have the option. Yeah, the other option I sized up was I could either have moved Dewey or Johnson to fullback, but. Uh, with both Souths run home, Latrell's going to do stuff. And if Tigers run home, Tigers actually have an amazing run home, apart from Penrith again. Uh, apart from Penrith again, so I was happy to have Dewey because if Tigers are doing anything, Dewey's going to be involved. But anyway, it's enough about me and uh, Super Coach. Any questions? You know, find us around. Um, and then my other oh, trade cool. in yeah, a so couple of weeks from now will be to take Walker out of my team and probably bring Cleary back in. Or yep. yeah, um, yeah. Well. Obviously, if you if if your fish wanted to be moved on, is he in your second row or your front row? I've got him in my front row. Well, um, you, there's always there's, there's always Mister Fodawaker there for you, Bun. 
Yeah, Mo or Hass, um, depending on the money. I've got about 500 sitting there as oh, well. So if I sell fish and fish and two O, I'll have close to two million dollars to spend. Fuck, so you're flying. So you interesting. You yeah, and the other the other little fly in the ointment is what happens with Nico in the next month. Um, yes, that's true with Pappenhausen pushing yeah, so for that, selection. So yeah. that's uh, the other one. I but, dare say they're going to nurse Pappenhausen for the next couple of weeks. Well, I would but, suggest almost as far as qualify like semi final time. So I'm happy with that too. Mm. Uh, he looked very, very ginger. Um, he did. So, yeah, exciting times for, for people like me. Um, <laughs> uh, but Barney did win, for the record, David did win our draft comp. Uh, did, yes. He cleaned that up, I believe. A little that bit was more a, flexibility with the draft. You can make a lot more changes, which is 100%. helpful. Uh, and and so. with ours, with it, I, I, I think around eight eight people is the right balance, I, I think. I think we're pretty yeah, close. I don't think you could go more Anymore, than eight because you've then you got no one you can... Yeah, you well, can. Fr- friend of the show, Demo's in one with like 16 and there's just no players left and it's like... You can't buy anyone. Yeah, it's that's garbage. Right. And, and no one ever wants to trade. team that you started with. Yeah. Whereas he can find an edge with... Uh, there was a week I, I had a... I just bought a Zarko in and there was a week he got 160 and there was a week I got... You can get lucky and find yeah. edges and it, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So I think eight's the right thing. I think... Uh, I think I'm keen to do a draft again. I think we'll do it again, wouldn't we, Barn? It's a oh, fun 100%. night. We'll fun do night the out. one with the keen boys, and we might even set up our own the footy with the footy and frothy boys and if there's some, some interesting we might people. Get, actually, yeah. we'll find uh, – and write in and let us know, but we could find a crew from that from uh, between Damo, Johnny, Gump. Uh, we'll GT. Find a, GT. Yeah, yeah, we get a few. Yeah. Johnny and the great man Blocky uh, of Target Town fame might be <laughs> keen too, but did we should – Did his head pop up? And yeah, there's – I yeah, yeah, there's no. a shot where he's in front of Madge when Madge is throwing his phone or something. Yeah, Madge is in the coach's box and he's, he's in the corner for like three seconds. Yeah, um, great man. If we're if we're moving on to the um the preview now, sorry to yes yes we are. No, there's something I no, there's just something I really want to bring up beforehand, and it's something you alluded to, Daggy. Um, I've said this to you boys before. I, I was doing the previews for work the other day and going through and doing the previews for each of the, these games, I got really excited. And I've not been really excited for a round of football since about round one. So out of the eight games this week, there are six of them that have potential storylines. Three of them are top eight clashes. Three of them are what you could class as rivalries, if not historical rivalries, games with a bit of history. Um, and one of them has top eight ramifications out of those six. And in the other two games, the Tigers and Titans are playing. So take what you will out of that. No, but those two are definite top eight uh, connotations as well. Cause yeah, well, like for the Tigers and Titans, but they should win those games. Is what well, I'm that's saying. right, which puts them in top yeah. eight chatter. Um, yeah. I agree. Like I said, I was excited last week and lived up mostly to the hype. And I'm excited this week too because... Uh, to, to use a, a Glenn Pollardism, uh, one of the great men, there are angles to every game. There are angles you can look at and angles yeah. you can dissect mm-hmm. and go, okay, uh, how, how might this play out and what, what are the angles? And and I think lately, uh, I don't want to keep Barney up till midnight, and we won't, but um, <laughs> we'll try and get a little bit better. And, and we are doing now our pre-drink shows. We didn't have one Sunday because we're all uh, a pre, bit pre-drunk. Dusty. But um, <laughs> Saturday afternoon, definitely Barn and Ollie will be doing a, a pre-drink show just with their final thoughts and uh, I'll chime in on a Sunday potentially uh, with a a bit as well but just for our final yeah just for our final thoughts and a final um, how we might look at a game having had a few more days to process injuries and 
yeah. and weather and all the rest of it. Um, but I think it's something interesting. And next year we might even be able to tie it in a bit better with um, some potential sponsors. But um, should we get I, – you're right, though. Ollie, um, very excited. Barn, have you got much to add to that? No, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. The, the looks of this round could be really good. So. Well, let's kick off. On, let's kick off on Thursday night with uh, the ten to eight game. Uh, the Roosters and Eels, fifth and fourth, playing off at Mackay. Uh, Josh Morris comes back in for the Roosters as uh, Adam Kieran moves into the centre. Manu to the wing. Uh, Takiyahu back on the bench for Parramatta. Nia Kore is out, and Bryce Cartwright returns to the bench. Um, lead us away, Ollie, Mister Excitement. Uh, this is potentially game of the round because we're going to learn a real lot about this game. Uh, how are you lining it all up? Well, with these games coming up, I've hyped them to this point. I better keep hyping it. It, it will genuinely be a great <laughs> clash. I'd say for at least 60 minutes, we won't have a clear winner. It'll be not too dissimilar to the game that they played earlier this year. Uh, I am going Paris 13 plus in the end, though. Uh, that bit of class to get them home. Although... The battle of the Fords is going to be really interesting if we see Parramatta's Fords step up like they did last week and the Roosters' Fords step up like they have been last week. This could be one of the great Ford battles of the season. It could end up being a game not too dissimilar from the Raiders-Eagles game last week, although uh, there are a couple of players um, named, not sure if you've heard of them, Joseph Manu and James Tedesco, who might have something to say about that and might open it up a bit, um, which could work to the Roosters' favour if it does come down to a battle of the Fords because those guys will be able to have their impact definitely towards the end of the game, like we saw with Teddy against Newcastle last week. But I am sticking with Parramatta, 13-plus. The first try scorer, though, I'm going to go with Daniel Tupo and man of the match, it, it's it's going to be Gutherson. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you, and the great uh, David Harvey once asked me this question, what? Uh, where are Parramatta going to score their points? Where are they going to score their points? Well, the man I mentioned, Gutherson, if Ferguson has a similar display to last week, he might bag a trial too. I think Dylan Brown um, puts his running game on. I know it's hard, but Jacob Arthur, as his half's partner, is really going to have to take on a lot of responsibility, but there's the ability there. Or, to be honest, if it does come down to a battle of the fours, those crash plays, your Isaiah Papali is or your Ryan Madison's, I think, no, fair enough, because what we didn't mention actually is just how well Reed Marnie actually picked the time for crash play last week, but Canberra up for the task. Um, yes. We probably yeah. should mention that because there are some teams that uh, Parra would have actually beaten by 20 last week if those crash plays had it worked. So I think um, I think that's all good commentary, Barney. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I'm going against you. I'm going to go with the Roosters 1-12 to 12 in this game. Um as I said, I was worried about the way Parramatta didn't have a fallback option from their plan A, and um, the Roosters were in all sorts and were still able to get away with that game. Um, they bring back Brett Morris in the centres. I think that's um, that's a tick. Obviously, his form wasn't great, and that's why he got dropped in the first place, but um, oh, he's an ultimate funny. professional, and he'll be better. Yeah, sorry, Josh, not Brett. But um, we're going to go man of the match, Jared Warrior Hargraves. He just seems to thrive on these kind of big occasions when it's him against the world. And I reckon he's going to go out of his way to make it his mission to take on this Parramatta pack. And I'm going to go with the first. I actually think Parramatta will start better than the Roosters and they'll get the first try with uh, Sivo in the corner. I'm thinking this. 
I'm thinking this is going to be an ugly match. I think this will be similar to the Canberra match. I think Roosters will be up for it. I think Roosters' only choice is to be up for it because um, their back line's a bit of a tatters. Um, but they're good enough to be up for it. And I'm scared in the fact that I, I, I believe that the two best players in the field are in the Roosters team in uh, in Teddy and Crichton. Uh, two and a half for Manu there. Ollie, just for you. Um, but... Uh, but playing on the wings interesting, but I assume he'll 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 spend plenty of time dr- drifting back into the middle. Yeah. Um, that's what concerns me. So I'm I'm saying against my better judgment, um, and in for the record in PCTC Parramatta one to twelve. Uh, if Parramatta lose this game, we can stick a fork in Parra because they will be done. To quote um, Warren Smith as well as I'm now Mister Fucking Quotes Vich. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm saying, um, yeah, just if they get enough matching field position, there's enough concern in the back where uh, your blokes like Fergo, who I'm tipping for first try scorer, um, can do some damage against some out of position blokes if they touch the ball. And what I also didn't mention about how bad Waka Blake was last week in that not only does he not pass, when he does decide to pass, it's at the worst possible time. When he's got when no he other option to, crowd. oh, I know, just he <laughs> hospitalizes people bad. But anyway, uh, I am saying I'm giving Parra benefit of the doubt. Um, first try, Fergo, and uh, as you said, Ollie, if they do win, Gutho's going to have a lot to do with it. Um, but game of the round for me, very interesting to watch. Uh, we get to the six o'clock Friday game: Tigers Warriors from a Suncorp for the Tigers. Um, we see my thing refreshes. Uh, Mumbai comes into the centres. Uh, Sean Blore named to start in the back row uh, for what's left of the Warriors. Peter Hiku named for the I think it's the first time this season, the first time in a long time as captain and at number six. And at six, yeah. Um, so let just let me read my list of uh, outs for the Warriors: Adam Fenua Blake, Chad Townsend, Jack Murchie, Leeson Armo, Matt Lodge. And, uh, well, Roger Tuovasashek didn't play last week, but he's also out this week. Uh, that's a fair chunk of old change not on the field. And I think uh, the Tigers 70% can become Tigers 100% for this week uh, and we'll get our win back. We should have beat them last time. Um, it was the RTS-Walsh combination that beat us then. That's not here. Still, obviously, the concerns for the Tigers, but uh, I'm saying Tigers 13+. plus. I'm thinking all that shit falls into a row for once. Optimistically, perhaps. Uh, man of the match, Dewey, because if it, we are going to win, he'll have his hands on a lot of ball. And Luciano, crash play, uh, one of the, he'll be one of the better players in the field and will be first try scorer. But I'm, I'm going for a few upsets this week, and this is one of them, to be honest. I'm going to go with the Warriors 1-12. to I think they're going to... Um, the definitely going to target those centers and um, that'll be Reese Walsh uh, looking for his centers and his wingers to put a lot of pressure on those, uh, the two young blokes out in the centers or oh, by not young anymore, but <laughs> he can't, he can't tackle just like the rest of them. So I think you're going to see a lot of, a um, lot of traffic run through the centers there at the Tigers. And I'm going to go Warriors one to 12 man of the match, Reese Walsh. I think he's just going to, um, He'll be the catalyst for all the points that come from the Warriors. If they get, they might end up not getting any, but <laughs> I'm going to tip them anyway. And first try scorer, Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak. Ollie? Barney going with the upsets here in, 
what we're hyping up to be the greatest round of rugby league ever. <laughs> um, I'm going with the Tigers 13 plus as well. Um, as my first try scorer, I'm going to go with Ken Bamalo. I feel like he'll have a pretty big performance against his old club. And man of the match, I'm going to say Dane Laurie to have a really big game, possibly the game of his life. Um, I love watching him play and um, maybe tipping 200 run meters, maybe a couple of tries. I know Daggy wouldn't mind that and um, a West Tigers victory. Now, and just for the record, um, I had several looks today, Barn. I don't know how interested you are, but No Falum is only like 390k now in Supercoach. And with Tigers run home, they're going to score. He's going to score some tries in the next six weeks, unless he breaks mm-hmm. a leg. Um, <laughs> or they really suck, in which case... Um, I'll I'll do the next show on the uh, next week's show on the roof. Um, the Broncos Cowboys, our super super interesting game from the point of view, and maybe we are starting to get the stage of overhype. But from the point of view of <laughs> uh, two teams that stepped up against the two grand finalists allegedly and performed admirably, um, reigning grand finalists, two reigning grand finalists and two supposed uh, future grand finalists. Uh, Flegler's missing for the Broncos. Uh, Palisaya starts at prop. Uh, they keep the rest of their forward pack there. And um, Granville retains his number one spot. And his business as usual, well, business as least for last week, for the Cowboys. Barney, what are you doing in this game? I'm going again with the upset. I'm going with the Cowboys in this one. Um, I just, I really thought that they work as a pack. And Tom Alolo got the support that he hasn't been getting all year. Um, if they can do that again and Tom Alolo can lift his effort from an average effort last week to back to where he generally does uh, 80% of the time, that could be good enough to get over the top of this Broncos forward pack. And I think the Cowboys halves have got a little bit more uh, creative spark than what we've seen out of the Broncos halves recently. So... I'm going to go with a close one. I'm going to go Cowboys 1-12. to 12. I think man of the match will be Drinkwater because he generally is the catalyst, again, for most of the points that come out of the Cowboys. And first try scorer, Tuolangi in the centres. I'm going to go Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane to keep their Nelly hot form going. I thought, they were, I thought they were really good last week, and I think if they keep that forward back together and roll through, I'm saying Cowboys is more of an aberration in Brisbane being building. Uh, they'll keep building. Still concerned, as you said, about the halves as well. So Brisbane one to twelve. Uh, obviously, Payne Hasby man of the match. He'll uh, take it himself to dominate some of your Tamalolos of the world. But I will say, it would be saying that Cowboys will look hot for the first twenty, as they always do, supposedly. <laughs> or, or in fact, so Tualangi first try probably off a Scott Drinkwater play, uh, but then uh, Brisbane will wheel it back and uh, win in a grind, Ollie. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it'll be not too dissimilar from their game early this year. That was iced by a Valentine Holmes field goal. Um, and to be honest, I think it could come down to one or two points again. I, I feel like these teams are relatively evenly matched at this point in the season from what we've seen in recent weeks. I'm going to go the favourite here. I will go off the Broncos, 1-12. to 12. Man of the match is going to have to be Payne Haas. He's going to run for 450 metres and um, first try scorer for me, I'm going to go with Corey Oates. He's not been too offensive the past couple of weeks since he's come back. He's been all right. Um, 
in my opinion anyway. Uh, but yeah, this this is a really close game. And as I said, we're overhyping this, so this could be a smoky for game of the year. Could also be a smoky for worst game of the year, but I'm excited either way because I do love myself a car crash. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Dragons Bunnies play each other for the first time of the two times they meet in the rest of the comp. Uh, for the Bunnies, Cam Murray is missing his week for suspension, so Jairo starts. For the Dragons, they've essentially conceded the loss here because and I think that was always their plan. Um, because Burns, Villame, Norman, Ford, Hunt, Fasil, Marley, Amon, and Sloan are all in and all out. A Laurie, Bird, DeBellin, Jermaine, Tanua, Brown, who actually starts against the Tigers for the Warriors, and Maguire. Uh, Corey Norman named at centre, Sullivan and Hunt named in the halves, uh, and a whole bunch of people playing in the forwards. Sims at <laughs> 13. Uh, it, I think the Dragons are done. I think they're ready for their next um, barbecue to finish the season. <laughs> so uh, South by 30. I think Mansell walks over for the first try untouched. Uh, and Cody Walker had a quite enough game last week. I think he'll have a feast this week. Barn? Yeah, fair call. Um, yeah, I can't see anything but South 13 plus in this game. As you already mentioned, I think the Dragons are pretty much packed up shop for the rest of the year. Ben Hunt will be good again, which he has been. But uh, yeah, the trail, the trail. Um, I think it's going to, I think he's just going to decide that this is the team, the, the really bad team that he's going to absolutely destroy and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets three or four tries in this one. A man can hope. Ollie? Yeah, so this is one of those games I was talking about that's more got the historic rivalry, um, sort of mid-60s to early 70s. This was a fierce rivalry and of course we got the Charity Shield every year. Um, this definitely, well, it, sorry, it technically still is a top eight clash. Well, that's um, true actually. The last, I, time, I the last think, time they yeah. met um, was Charity Shield. Was it 78 nil or something? that they got absolutely smoked. Well, man of the match here is going to be Cody Walker. Um, He's just going to have a field day and Latrell's going to be first try scorer. Latrell will probably put in 20 minutes of effort, score three tries, set up four. Um, Then really with those stats, he should be getting man of the match. But as I said, a 20 minute performance. So I'll give it to Cody Walker. Uh, 13 plus, of course, as well. We get to the 5.30 Saturday game, Newcastle and Raiders at Suncorp. Uh, Raiders looking to invest, uh, avenge even their loss earlier in the year. Um, for the Raiders, Bradman, uh, for the Raiders, Elliot Whitehead and Jack Whiten are back. Uh, old of them, I'll finish the teams and I'll make this point. For the Knights, Bradman Bess, after his extended layoff, is back for Dom Young. Uh, and we see Clemmer back on the bench. Mitchell Pearce. Back on an extended bench, so potentially could come in. Phoenix Crossland named at six. Um, Connor, what's a name to start at lock? Now, um, I would, and I get it's uh, Croker, but um, there's a serious case to be made to keep those Canberra halves together and just bring White and back at centre, isn't there? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think they're... Be a much better setup, I think, for this Raiders team. I think they're a very dangerous team if they have White and playing three because defensively it adds a lot. And I know it's Jared Croak we're talking about. What is he, the third highest point scorer of all time, whatever that might mean. Uh, but 
Yeah, Whiten's going to run harder, tackle harder, and his ball playing this year hasn't been great at six. No. So. And just simplify it, and he's a runner, and he can brush some yeah. holes against some shit edges, and really he could he could have himself burst this game open. That said, he is playing six, so we lose Frawley. Uh, Papa, he starts. Um, Barney, what are you doing this game? I can't have the uh, can't have the Knights. Uh, their recent form has been pretty terrible, to be honest. Um, if Mitchell Pearce does start, that helps a lot, and would probably be the reason that I would take the Raiders thirteen plus. Also, the Raiders haven't blown anyone away realistically most of this year. They haven't put on a lot of points against the majority of teams. So I'm going to go with the Raiders one to twelve. Man of the match. Uh, I'm going to go with Hawira Naira. He's been their best player for pretty much the entire season since he came back from uh, his suspension at the start of the year. So why not do that again? And I think the first try might come through Whiten with just a show and go. And as we said, a run over the top of somebody to score next to the post somewhere. Yeah, no, I we've got Knights. I said an hour ago that Knights are off their worst all-round performance all year and Raiders are off their best so I have to believe in the spring ball but I'm terrified that um, they've got to put it together again that said they have won three straight so they're starting to get there um, Raiders 1 to 12 I just don't have that much confidence yet but if they do steamroll them absolutely uh, I wouldn't be surprised first try here we were in Nara just busting over an edge for everything Barney just said and I'm going to say man of the match will will at least a bloke that will be in discussion if it's not Huirinara, it's going to be Hudson Young because he's found the form we all thought he would have after two rounds at the start of the year. Um, so, yeah, Huirinara, Young, uh, those, that back row is going to dominate, I think, and they really set up Canberra for a, a really good and potentially scary finals run. Oliver, you look to be glitching down here, right? Um, I'm doing great, especially now that I'm talking about this game, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to. The Canberra Raiders, 1-12. to I am hoping and tipping that Newcastle's forward pack steps up like they should have been all year, but we've been seeing on the odd occasion this year, the Safidi brothers, Frizzell and Barnett, turns back to the clock to about round three and puts in a big big showing. Um, yeah, so I'm going Canberra 1-12. to For man of the match and first try scorer, I'm going to go... Corey Harawiranaira. And you know what? This could be the greatest rugby league match of all time. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. And yeah, move over uh, Ashes Test number two from 1990. This is the greatest rugby league game ever. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, very optimistic. <laughs> Ollie, the optimistic Oracle, uh, has made his statement here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your main event of the evening, <laughs> the Melbourne Storm versus the Penrith Panthers. Uh, sadly, the Penrith Panthers, uh, it, it, well, it, what's left of them is um, they've lost two O'Yo, Fisher-Harris, Tyra May this week, uh, which sees Naden coming at four. Jennings back of Did Jennings play last week at five? Robert Jennings no, back on no. so. Robert Jennings no. back on the wing. No, which I guess is a tick. Burton at six, Lewis at seven, Leota at eight, Kenny at nine, Martin starting prop, uh, and Eisenhuth starting lock. Targo Sorensen, Lenu, and Hopgood potentially, if not potentially, the actual weakest bench panther have fielded all year. Um, Melbourne on the other hand, welcome back. Uh, one Cameron <laughs> Munster, 
one uh, Nelson Asof. Oh, sorry. Let's say this again. One uh, Dale Finucane, one Felice Cafusi, and Harry Grant's named on an extended bench. Nico retains his fullback spot. Pappenhausen retains number 17. Finucane at lock. Um, blah, 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 blah. Well, um, sadly, uh, this has been tainted, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the game, but I actually am tipping a slaughter here. Melbourne 13+. plus. Some of these blokes won't know their Arthurs from Arthurs, but in the game, they will run rings around him and missing uh, basically the whole important backbone to the team. Very yep. concerned. Um, and if Harry Grant plays, it might be worse. <laughs> Mel- <laughs> Melbourne by uh, a lot. First try scorer will be Justin Ollum keeping his angry man uh, run going. And man of the match, let's just say the cheese because I like the cheese. Ollie. Yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne 13 plus as well. Um, I don't know how Paul Momorowski doesn't start over Brent Naden. Neither do I. If I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And we, you brought up in the um, in the review show how Penrith have had issues in defence. Well, Momorowski is one of maybe five good defensive centres in the game. You would need him now more than ever. You'd think. Agree. Uh, Agree. Yep. I, I would not be. I would not be surprised if Barney and I are sitting here on Saturday and we see that Naden's been moved for Momorowski because that's for me a no-brainer but um yeah Melbourne 13 plus look Penrith I guess Penrith have it in them to keep it below a slaughter they they still have certain individuals in there who are going to have to play out of their skin uh, namely Jerome Luai Kikau's going to have to pull one out of his ass let's be honest Liam Martin's going to have to remain consistent and your Cape Wolves as well. Just the the play the players who they've still got there are gonna have to step up a lot. Edwards will still have a really good game, you'd have to think. But um yeah, it'll be Melbourne thirteen plus. My man of the match is going to be Jerome Hughes and first try scorer. I'm gonna go Nico. Put it this way for Penrith, their main thing should be keeping this game as close as possible. They're likely not going to win, obviously, Mm. because they're under strength. But if they can keep the game as close as possible and they can have a respectable performance, then blokes like us will have a better opinion of them running into the finals. What's what's a pass mark here and what's not for Penrith? Under 20. Yeah, under 20. If it's 40. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's... uh... It's, you still can't write them off just because no. they've got to come back. But isn't it um, preposterous that? Sorry, I'll let you. Isn't it preposterous? You can take the whole Melbourne spine out, and we hadn't blinked an eyelid. Now Penrith are in trouble. Let's be honest. Pen, Penrith have been reliant on probably six blokes for their entire season, realistically. Yep. And they're Yo, Fisher, Harris, Cleary, Luai, Tao, and most of those guys are missing. So. Um, yeah, what can you say? Um, Storm 13 plus. If Penrith miss half as many tackles as they missed last week, they'll get beaten by 30. So <laughs> let's hope that they don't do that. Um, yeah, they're going to need to to even keep this close. They're going to need to miss less than 20 tackles. They're going to have to be super strong in the middle and then they're still probably going to get beaten by 13 to 20 points, realistically, I think. Yeah. I've got uh, man of the match, Munster. I think his form was coming to a head when he was given a rest, just given the week off. 
I think he could run rings around this team if given the time and space. And with Nico on his outside, we're going to have Nico first try scorer. What is incredible? I've just out of interest just went to had a look at um, a betting agency. Who would have thought Melbourne would be six dollars? Ah, uh, not Melbourne. Penrith would be six, Melbourne would be better of the year. Penrith would be six dollars. Yeah. Uh, even three weeks ago, Melbourne to win thirteen plus is a dollar fifty. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and it's right, but isn't that? Well, you look at the team lineups, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Well, yeah, I got a yeah. question for you, Daxter. This Saturday night, how much are you going to enjoy taking the piss out of Flobs <laughs> on the on the video chat? Because he's been running his mouth all year, he, and it's come to this. He's even conceded defeat a little bit, but I mean, he'll be up for it on the night. So he may well um may well leave the chat. But anyway, um, what's <laughs> exciting is what's exciting is that uh, uh, all, he, all he, he said was more. after Tigers beat him last time, or oh, wait till round twenty three or whatever it is, we could play him <laughs> in a worse position than they were back then in Origin times. <laughs> anyway, I got my wiggle on. Let's move on. Uh, interesting times. So we're both we're all we're all basically saying if if Penris can stick within twenty, there's hope. Uh, if they get blown off the field. Concerns. Well, that'll be their job. Yes. They'll be told this week, make sure you don't miss more than 20, 30 tackles. Just do your job. Yeah. Can try not get absolutely killed in this one. But we'll and, see and, what happens. And also, let's let's all probably clarify for anyone getting really steam coming out of here listening to this. If you took the equivalent out of uh, a two-hour Cleary, a Yo, and a Fish, Fish Harris. Harris out yeah. of any team in a comp... Um, any team would beat you. So, and you know, in a weird way, it is also a credit to Penrith that even with this side, they have it in them to show signs that at full strength they could potentially beat Melbourne. They can show signs in this game, and, and again, that's the important thing. Now, the most, and I should have mentioned this at the start when I did my hype up, but interesting fact of the night. Penrith are the most successful defensive team through 18 rounds ever. Isn't that incredible given how much I've had me conceded? Fallen away recently, yeah. And the Storm are the most successful attacking team through 18 rounds ever because already they're the most successful attacking team in a whole season ever. Incredible, incredible thing. And that's going to, that stat will continue after this week, but. Kudos. Everyone's obviously doing something right at both clubs, and we'll interest to see how this game plays out. Yeah, they do say defence wins premierships, but it's probably not going to win this game for Penrith. Well, not that defence. Uh, Bulldogs and Titans at Seabus. Uh, Patrick Herbert. Now go- this. Patrick Herbert out for Essen Masters in. <laughs> Flanagan named at seven. Elliot at 12. Adoree onto the bench. And my gosh... Uh, they bring they bring Flanagan back just to watch the uh, Dave Fafita run at him. Fafita must be like <laughs> pitching tents in his bed already at this time of the year, just thinking heading this game. Um, I think the Titans are starting to get on the right track attacking wise. I think Sexton playing seven is good, and I think it just gives them a bit of flow, which is going to mean all their forwards you know a tremendous job, uh, and they will steamroll them. Uh, especially with Luke Thompson out now for three weeks. They're in a world of trouble. I'm sure Josh Jackson makes 78 tackles, but 
David Feed is going to score four tries. He'll win man the match. Uh, <laughs> Tino will help him out and be two points, and Mo is also man will be one point. In some sort of order, that will work. Fafita, first try scorer, Titans 13+. Plus, and I'm sure you're having a very, very happy Sunday afternoon, Oliver. Yeah, well, if you want to talk about great rugby league matches, this is going to be the Okada v Omega of, um, of rugby league matches. Um, wow, but okay. Just putting it out there. No, this game's <laughs> going to be this game's going to be terrible, isn't it? Um, I'm tipping the Titans one to twelve. Uh, I feel like they're not going to put in a great performance, but they'll still get it done. Uh, what Kyle Flanagan come out and have a a, a decent game? I, I, I think honestly. Um, man of the match for me will be Mo. And first try scorer, Corey Thompson. For feeder, I am predicting now that he's back starting, I don't know. I just feel like this is a game he should dominate and we'll get it about 15 minutes out of him. Okay, Mr. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, uh, uh, I'm going to make Marzu my first try scorer GT for your spreadsheet. Uh, Barney, what do you got? Yeah, well, if Thompson was in this team, I'd... I would have gone close to tipping the dogs, even though I've barely tipped them all year. But he's not in this team, and um, the dogs' only hope is to hold him in the middle. But I think the um, the Titans might take a, a leaf out of the Sharks' book and just decide to attack the outside edges, nice and quick, nice and early. Get them on the back foot, and um, and after that they'll destroy the middle. So we're going to get Titans thirteen plus. I think AJ Brimson's form last week was the best I've seen from this year. And if he can continue that again, I'll go with him for man of the match and him linking up with his outside backs to get uh, Brian Kelly the first try. And wrap it up. Sharks and Manly at Redcliffe. LOA and Kepi out uh, for Sirenen and Lawton to come back in. Two nice ins there. Uh, so mm. you'd almost argue they're in front. Uh, I thought Lawton was out for an extended period, so that's good to see. Yeah, so did I. Uh, Aiden Tolman back for the Sharkies. More than an extended bench. Tracy and Trindle named to start in halves. Uh, Barn, what are you doing with us? Sharks do not beat Manly. Sharks haven't beat Manly for fucking 10 years. <laughs> I think they've beaten them about seven times since the 60-odd grand, 69 grand final. So Sharks just cannot beat Manly. Manly... Uh, they're, they're the Sharks bogey team. They do not beat Manly ever. And now with Turbo in the form that he's been in recently, this is going to be an absolute space job. There'll be 13-plus at the minimum. And I'm going to go first try scorer Turbo and man of the match Turbo. I think he would just absolutely carve the outside edges up from the Sharks. Ollie? Yeah, we bring up the historical significance of this one, the 73 grand final. That was, of course, known as the... Vinny was at that the game. Blood, the blood... The bloodbath. So, so genuinely, so was Patty. So was my dad. Ed so Vinnie was go. at the rematch. Uh, no, seventy. That was seventy-eight. Oh, sorry, it was two. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so seventy-eight was the rep. So, it's like a lot of history, obviously. The seventy. Where did the replay? Is that seventy-eight final? Seventy-eight. Yeah, he yeah. was at both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, seventy-eight, of course, ended up with the replay. But um, since then, there's not been, <laughs> not really been anything too historical about this matchup. I guess you could say the final match that they played in a couple of years ago, where Manly won half strength, but um. Yeah, I'm going to say man of the match. It surprise, surprise, Tom Trevojevic, uh, 13 plus, and first try scorer, Mexican Freddie Mercury, Morgan Harper. <laughs> That's Mexican Peter Avalon. But uh, I'm going to say uh, Manly, well, my notes here said Manly too good. It will be Bash and Plunder. 
uh, mainly are a top four team, and they will uh, show Sharks exactly where they stand. Um, they'll they'll get everything, and, and they'll be better for last week's run because last week was still a lot of new combinations. Um, Tommy first try scorer. And Josh, uh, Josh Schuster for two points this week because it's boring just tipping Tommy for everything. Um, <laughs> so Schuster will get two. Uh, yeah, exciting round. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to spending a bit of time with all you boys via our virtual presences or presai. Uh, our disaster class to wrap it up, Barn. How do we... Uh... We all missed out last week, so... No, we didn't. I tipped a, um, a Crichton Tupanua double. No, so you did. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? That was like 80 bucks or something. Oh, okay. So, whoops. By the way, listen back. We'll, we'll, we'll mend it off here. <laughs> it was. Um, um, so, if it's if it's a $30 profit, that gets you to $745 profit for the season. Myself, it might be, no, I, think, I feel like it was more, but I can't remember. I think it was like 12 but I, anyway. We'll listen back and, and confirm, we'll but confirm. you're around the I, positive 750 I'm at minus five eighty and Ollie minus nine hundred. So, so, so <laughs> stop catching up to me, Barney. So I, I'm working I'll, on it. I've got two weeks to get a thousand to beat Peanut up top here. Yeah, that's it. One hundred percent. Do you want to lead us away, so Ollie? Go, I'm going to lead us away, Alec. and yeah. if I want to get to minus a thousand, I've got to go to the greatest. Rugby league game of all time. Back to Newcastle v Canberra. Oh, Barney, you dropped out during that period. I said this is going to be the greatest rugby league game of all time. Yeah, um, right. And I know I tipped Canberra, but it, it, it wouldn't be me without going against my own tip. So Newcastle 13 plus. And I did say that for it to be a good game, we need Newcastle's forwards to step up. So the Safidi brothers to each get a try in Newcastle 13 plus. And if, if you could put money on it being the greatest rugby league game ever, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be you a get, lot more you than mine. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. Please gamble responsibly. Um, I'll yeah, go. That'll I'll, be a good price, but I'll get in before you, Barn, just for a change of scenery. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, disaster class. I'm sticking with my my try scorer all ups because obviously they've served me quite well. Uh, Friday night, Dane Laurie, David Nofaluma, Adam Dewey all to score ten dollars at eight dollars. Uh, Latrell yep. Graham and and Tommy Burgess for the value ten dollars at fourteen dollars. The Souths game. Uh, I'm going to go my old back row double, uh, which got me home last week. Howie Renaira and Whitehead both to score ten dollars at ten dollars, which I think is a tremendous value uh, on that terrible Newcastle edges. And uh, how David Vita, the better the weekend. If you just want to have money on something all weekend, David Vita is two dollars twenty anytime try scorer. Just going back that, but twenty dollars on Fafita and Marzu at three dollars thirty anytime is an outstanding bet against the Bulldogs. Keen uh, on a lot of them. Barney, how are you doing? 330 at $20. Okay, I'm going to go Latrell to score a double and Tommy Turbo to score a double. That'll get you $10.75. I'm going to put $25 on that. And I'm going to – I've been playing margins all year. We're just going to go straight down the line with head-to-head for this one. We're going to go South Raiders, Storm, Manly and Titans. That'll get you $3. I'm going to put $25 on that. Very nice. Um, have you have you 
sort of we well, I haven't seen you, so I haven't talked a lot about it. Have you sort of thought a little bit smaller odds but a little bit safer bets the more you, you get through this year and see your results on paper the way to go, or is it just a inkling you're just gonna play safe? Yes. Yeah, well realistically I'd probably tip all those teams at thirteen plus. Yeah. Um so That'd if you're gonna do that, you could put your odds up to around twelve, thirteen dollars. But yeah. Um, I'm that far behind. I want to try and end up getting close to break even by the end of the year if it's at all possible. So we'll that's see fine. how we go. That's <laughs> no, I find, uh, that's fine. But uh, I, I, I've started uh, talking a lot of gambling, but uh, betting bigger but safer and just taking some wins is better than throwing on 10 bucks here and there to try and win two grand. Yeah, it's been working with, our, um, with the punters club for me, with, oh, for our, sure. with our horses yeah, for the punters club. And, so and I've been happy just so with you that. know, Barn, I'm, I'm up this Sunday, uh, this Saturday for the uh, gummies. So yeah, nice. After your Good hot weekend run. too, actually. Yeah, keen. Yeah, well, spring's upon yeah. us. It's a new racing yes. season. Spring's coming. Uh, we need to plug the PCTC tipping comps. The uh, spring racing carnival is coming up. If you enjoy your racing and you listen to this, jump in. Find PCTC racing is it racing comps or racing tipping comps? I think it's PCTC. PCT tipping comps. Tipping comps yeah. on Facebook. Um, our man Gaz does a tremendous job, a tremendous friend of the show, and a good fella. Um, you can tip in a comp all the way from this week, uh, from another trial this week, another trial next week, and there's a 13 week comp all the way through Melbourne Cup week for a bit of fun. If you love your racing, there's also A League, and every winter, as we've spruced every week, there is Rugby League and <laughs> AFL. Um, so be a part of that. You can uh, take us on and beat us at our own game, as apparently about 41 people are doing this year. So, In the footy um, tipping, yes. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun, a lot of good banter, some good people. And uh, we'll keep rebuilding that in this world of lockdown and virtual, whatever it is. Uh, it's good to have some people to banter with and talk sport about. As we've done here today, boys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and in lockdown mode, it's, without the kiddies here, it's generally the height of my week. So thank you. I'll salute both of you. Uh, it's <laughs> been you, fun friend. as always. Hey, and you know what? We'll d- do it all again. We'll see each other over a few drinks on Saturday for the greatest rugby league game ever and you already know i'm going to be acting like a peanut throughout the whole game well we uh that's a given oliver we know that so uh everyone stay safe everyone check in on a friend uh for the the guys listening to us in their bubbles check in another friend and if you're really desperate hit up the page you can join us for a beer virtually on a saturday afternoon and see what we're really like uh we apologize in advance but thank you boys i will talk to you again this time next week Catch you all soon. I apologize for nothing.